What's good, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. Hope you all are doing well. I don't know why I say y'all every single time. I'm trying to pretend like I'm from the South, but pretty much born and raised. Not born, but I was raised in SoCal, so I have no business saying y'all. So my apologies to all our Southern friends out there who have rights to the word y'all, and I will try not to use that anymore. Anyways, this is episode 27, and this was supposed to be the last episode in the Making of an Olympian series, but uh, this one wasn't really fitting in with with that. The reason why this episode wasn't fitting in with it is because when I observe Olympians and when I think back to when I competed in the Olympics myself, um, I wasn't this way, and I wish I was more this way, and that is the topic of today is about being childlike and childlikeness. So rather than say Olympians are like this when probably 99% of them aren't, we're just going to create, we're just going to end that series and we're just going to jump back into uh, the good old days of before the making of Olympian series and just talk about ways that we can get free on the inside and find through that freedom, having that be the key to our physical breakthroughs. Because we know that physical breakthrough happens from the inside out. Of course, it can happen from, um, you know, just getting yourself supremely fit. But I always argue, if you want to see how good you can be, you got to free yourself up on the inside first. And today is just like a gigantor key you like that word gigantor um that's one of my favorite non-word words to use um but this is just a huge key of how to get freed up on the inside so we are going to talk about how childlikeness and i haven't come up with the title yet i'm going to figure it out after i hit stop on this record today but we're, what we're going to talk about is how childlikeness is the key to our physical breakthrough so i'm really excited about today as I always am about every episode, but this one, just know that I'm talking to myself here as much as I'm talking to you guys. This is uh, something I'm trying to stir up in myself, even to this day, as you know, whether it's with my own athletes or, you know, in the weight room when I'm hitting my own workouts. So anyways, let's hop right into it, guys. And where I thought it'd be a good place to start is to kind of start with my aha moment with this one and this concept of childlikeness. And for me, that moment came, it was the summer of 2006. It was at the conclusion, well, I guess halfway through my first year as a professional athlete. And I remember I was on the track in Europe and we were waiting in the stands for the for our race to roll around. And if you guys haven't been to European track meet before and you ever get the opportunity to, just really encourage you to to go to it's like super fun totally different kind of cultural experience than a typical track meet in the u.s you know like they're usually around like dinner time evening times and usually like there's bars and people are drinking and just having a good time and um, it's also just like a community event so what they do is they have kids do kids races kind of like all throughout the day and then as it gets into evening that's when the pros show up and that's when they race so it's kind of like all these families are there partaking in all these different uh events and then they stay over and watch the pros race so it just makes for like a really fun kind of like family cultural experience that and they're playing loud music and so it's just it's just a good time so if you ever get a chance you're in europe in the summer try and catch a track meet so anyways i was at one of these track meets i don't even remember what city i was in in europe is i don't know maybe in we were always based in uh belgium and leuven um so it might have been somewhere in that area 
But I was sitting in the stands, and like I said, I was waiting to kind of warm up, and I was watching the kids race, and I was watching them walk by as they were heading out to do their warm-ups, and uh, and then I was just observing the kids in contrast to the professionals, and in contrast to myself, um, for that matter of fact. And what really struck me was how loose the kids were, how much they were laughing, having a good time. And when they'd get on the track and finally do their race, like they're all looking around and they're like there, but they seem to be in like a whole different world. If you guys have kids, you know what I'm talking about when they're doing sports and you're like, are you here right now? Are you paying attention to what's going on? And they just seem like totally kind of disconnected, but like in a really kind of fun, lighthearted kind of way. And, you know, there's messing around at the end of the day, like most of the kids didn't even know who won or lost or what their time was like. They didn't care about any of that stuff. They were just literally just out on the track, just goofing around, having a good time, having fun. And yeah, like running somewhat hard (laughs) on the track. And then I was contrasting that with professional athletes. As they're coming in to do their warm up, you know, like they're all walking by with their headphones on, just like hood on, eyesight down, like not talking to anyone, just being like super, super like in the zone, right? I guess we'd say. And uh, that contrast between the two, between the kids and the pros, just really made me think about how I'm doing what I'm doing as a professional athlete. And really, like, observing the kids I was like that looks like fun like I remember when I used to be like that when I was a kid and it was just all about having a good time when I was doing sports and and now like look at me now like also like having the music on and there's nothing wrong with music guys like like I like to listen to music I think that puts you in a really good state before races so this is not like a knock on music no listening to music before you warm up for your races that's not what this is about this is more about like what's happening inside of you um, as you're taking things or at least for myself I was taking things so so seriously and talk about you know you can feel the pressure when you're putting on the music and you're getting in the zone and you're getting yourself all hyped up, right? Like you can feel the kind of heaviness come on you compared to like when you're out on the playground, you're just playing in the jungle gym with your best buddies, you know? And so that contrast just really kind of captured me and really kind of, that was the beginning for me of starting to kind of like chew on this and, and work on this. Be like, okay, like how can I learn from the kids that I'm watching right now at this track meet, how can I have an attitude of lightness and fun that's more like they have? And yet still like maybe a little bit more serious when I'm out on the track and I'm racing and going harder and, you know, I'm not looking around in the stands when I'm doing my races, you know, like I'm taking it seriously. But going into it, how can I have this just kind of like lightness, like fun, like kind of get back to how I used to be when I was a kid? So that was the beginning of it all for me. Um, now fast forward to a couple weeks back, um, taking Mia through some track workouts because um, I coach her in the off season. So when she's you know running cross country, she's just working out with our local high school team. They have a great program, great coach. So I just turn turn her over to the local team. Same with track. Uh, but in the off season, so in the winter, in the summertime, I, I coach my two oldest girls. So, anyways, I had Mia out on the track and. For you guys who don't know, uh, Sarah and I, we adopted four uh, biological sisters from Ethiopia. 
about four and a half years ago, um, be five years this fall. And our oldest two, they run. So me as a freshman in high school, for you guys who don't know, and I had her out on the track. She's just getting into running, and we just finished a workout, and I was having her in the workout with some sprints, which side note, like if you struggle with kick or speed is a weakness of yours, I love, that's one of my favorite places to insert speed work is at the end of track workouts or the end of um, hard running sessions. That's a great time to kind of just work on that work on running fast on tired legs and and also to visualize yourself kicking right like when you're tired it's great great time to do speed so anyways we're doing this with mia or i was doing this with mia and uh i just wanted to kind of like bring some lightness to the workout so i was like mia okay on this last one i want you to picture yourself like back in ethiopia and you're like chasing the lion not that she ever chased a lion in ethiopia but i was just trying to find some kind of like fun visual that would bring her out of this like I'm out here this high school track doing a really hard workout and now I'm trying to sprint on really tired legs like it can just start feeling kind of not that much fun right sometimes training is like that so I was really just trying to like awaken this child within her that is really not far off because you know she's just turned 16 years old so but I was really just trying to get her to like have fun you know and be able to change how she's doing this from like a workout to like her being out in the field playing chasing the lion and so that was the visual i gave her and i made her wait on the starting line i made her close her eyes and i was like don't start until you get this image in your mind and when you get it then you can go so anyway she did her last sprint but that's just kind of like one example of how i'm still trying to implement this i'm in athletes that i'm working with and training coaching um i'll oftentimes i'll just prescribe runs and i'm like listen like the goal of today's run is just to have a good time it's just to like find that childlike joy and i don't always use the word childlike joy but um where like fun is the goal because it's so easy to lose sight of that when we do have big goals and we do want to see how good at this sport we can get we do want to see how fast we can run um, no matter what level you're at like it's i think that's that's great to have that goal but can we always fall back to that that first love so to say that what got us into the sport, just the simple childlike joy of running. I remember for myself when, before I even started running, like I didn't like running distance because I thought it was boring and it wasn't fun, right? Like just didn't, it just wasn't fun for me. It's like, why would you just go run for a really long time and that's all you do? Like you need to be like chasing a ball or doing some sport, you know, with other people. But I remember I used to love the sensation of sprinting around uh, the baseball diamond so then to practice we'd always run see how fast you can run around you know all the bases and finish at home plate and that was always like my favorite part of practice just because i just loved the sensation of like pedaling my legs as fast as i could like i just loved the feeling of like accelerating and like the wind in my hair and just feeling like I was flying. And I'm sure, you know, I was a kid, I wasn't going that fast, but it just felt like amazing, right? And I think sometimes we need to get back to that. And especially when we're doing short sprint stuff, it's a little bit easier to do. But even other times, you know, when maybe you have a workout plan and you're just feeling like, 
you know, running just hasn't been that much fun for a while. I think it's really important to be like, okay, well, what can I do to make this run fun? And so say if you have an interval session, you're supposed to be on the track doing a bunch of 800 meter repeats, for example. Um, do you need to take off your watch and go do it in the forest on a single track trail all by yourself where you can just like get in the zone and just reconnect with the sensation of your body moving through space and how good it feels to be healthy and whole and have your body just flying through the air and the wind just blowing through your hair. Like, is that what you need to do to reconnect with this fun aspect, with this childlikeness that is really still within all of us? And as I think about childlikeness, obviously, like, you know, I, I learn a lot through my faith and my faith comes out a lot in my physical pursuits, whether it's now with the athletes that I'm working with or with Run Free or, you know, in the weight room uh, working with lifting. Um, my faith continually just kind of comes out in what I do. So I think about like childlikeness. And I think about in the spiritual realm, I think about like what Jesus said. Um, I forget who he's talking to. You can look, at, look it up. It's uh, Mark 10, 15. I think he's talking to like his disciples. Or his, it was people that he was teaching, basically. And uh, he said this. He said, truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And man, that's crazy because, you know, he came to bring the kingdom of God on earth. Like that's why he came. And he was saying, unless you become like a child, you can't receive that at all. And I just feel like, you know, I, I lose sight of this so often. Like, how much time do I spend trying to become like a child again? You know, like Jesus told us, like, we got to be children to enter into the kingdom of God. And yet, like, how much time do I spend trying to get back to the good parts of being a child? Obviously, right, guys, like, we can all think of a lot of parts of children that are frustrating or annoying or um, challenging or things that, you know, we obviously should not be pulling into our adult self. But there's this childlike just kind of joy and exuberance and freshness that they bring into the world that um, is so inspiring. At least it is for me. You know, it's inspiring for me in my faith. And like, can I approach my faith like a child would approach his faith? And it's also inspiring for me in the athletic realm of like, can I just do this? Like I would do it if I was five years old and I was doing it for the first time. So that's kind of my goal of today is more to just stir up inside of us this idea of like returning to the children that we once were. And this is the good news is like, this isn't foreign to any of us, right? Like we have all been children at one point. And so this is really just us going back to that child. And one way I like to do this when I'm competing or, um, you know, now with lifting is I'll just like visualize myself. I'll like put myself back in my like child body and be like, how would I be right now if I was a kid and I was trying this, you know, it's kind of fitting right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my girls are in our backyard singing right now. So this is like perfect timing for childlikeness. I didn't even tell them to do that. But if you hear singing, that's that's what's going on outside. But we're just going to let it go because that's what this is all about right now is childlikeness. So um, I was kind of thinking about, so like, okay, like what, what are the good things about being a child? Like what are children like? 
if, if you guys don't have kids, haven't been a kid for a while, this might just kind of jog your, your memory about kind of the good things that um, kids are like. Uh, so first off, uh, they don't worry. They just trust, you know, like how often you see kids like worrying about kindergarten, for example. And obviously, you know, we all kind of grow out of this or lose this, unfortunately, as we age and get older and have more responsibilities. But when you see like really young kids, like most of them don't have a worry in the world. Like they just trust their parents are going to provide their next meal for them and life is good. Uh, so that's the first ones. They don't worry. And so I think when we go after child likeness, like that's one aspect we need to go after is like children don't worry. Like they just trust their parents. We need to do the same thing. All right. Number two, uh, they just want to have fun. Like they're just like that is pretty much the goal of their day, right? Is like eat, sleep and have fun. <laughs> and obviously, like I said, you know, we need to, uh, you know, as adults, we have other responsibilities and stuff that I'm fully aware of. So I'm not, I'm not saying like we should all just quit our jobs and like go play out in the forest all day. As great as that sounds, that sounds pretty good actually. But, <laughs> but uh, I think we do though have to realize like we can enjoy what we're doing and oftentimes it's just a choice or it's just like, can I turn this into a game? I remember when I was a kid, like that's what we would do. You know, like we'd be carrying wood, like. In, out in the forest, out in the boonies, you know, carrying ironwoods, like the super heavy wood. And it would always turn into some type of competition with my siblings. So can you do what you do? Like you're cleaning the house with your kids and it's kind of a pain in the butt. No one really likes doing that, or at least not most. But like, can you turn it into like a fun game with your kids? You know, like there is a way most of the time if we're creative enough to find fun in what we do. And the same thing for our workouts, like I was mentioning, like sometimes it's just like, how can I tweak this workout to make it fun again? And that can just bring so much life and fullness to your training and running and, and racing as well. And, you know, speaking of racing and having fun, I really think that's one of the most important keys to running fast is like, having a good time. So I think that is something to really strongly consider as you have races on the horizon, you know, for people who are running the Olympic trials, like how can I run in a way that's like super fun for me? Cause I guarantee you, if you're having fun, you're going to get the most out of your body and you're going to have a good, good day out there. All right. Uh, the next uh, thing that's great about children is they're present. And I think this is, oh man, one of the hardest, I think challenges for myself personally, um, today is to be fully present no matter what I'm doing, right? There's just so many distractions with our phone and technology and it's really easy to start multitasking and um, just get really overwhelmed with things. So, um, you know, children are so inspiring in the fact that when they're playing, they're playing, you know, and when they're eating, they're eating. And this isn't always true. Like I realize, like sometimes, you know, kids are at the dinner table and they're like grabbing toys and doing all kinds of shenanigans. But uh, for the most part, like kids are pretty present. I think we need, that is something that we need to get back to in our childlikeness. All right. Uh, also like kind of on that note, their life is just simple, right? Like they just have a simple life and you can see like how that, uh, doesn't burden them down, you know, like that, that enables them to go through life um, pretty easily. And so, you know, what does that look like for us is like, how can we make our life more simple? You know, like what good things do we need to say no to just so that we're not 
running from this to that like crazy all the time we're not just go 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 but we actually build in like simpleness to our life that's like a low keyness like a we're not in a rush all the time um kind of mentality that kids have all right next one uh they don't overthink things so you know this podcast is all about like the inner game right and like mental training and uh, what's going on inside of you and how to get the most out of your body when you're running and a big part of it is like a lot of times just not overthinking it right like i think we've talked about michael phelps and how someone interviewed him after the olympics and asked him like what do you think about when you're in the pool and he was like i'm not thinking about anything i'm just in the moment and that's kind of what i'm talking about here how do we get back to that just not overthinking things sometimes and just being fully present, fully in the moment and letting what's going to happen, letting it happen rather than trying to force something. So I think that's another kind of thing that kids are really good at displaying is they just don't overthink things. All right, next one. Uh, they don't take themselves too seriously. And this is like one of the hardest ones for me, you know, when I look back on my professional career is oftentimes like I would just start taking it so so seriously and that would just bring a ton of heaviness to the starting line so um you know kids are really good about laughing about things and playing games and messing up and you know they're not always great obviously like tantrums can ensue and they can lose their minds and turn into crazy people out there (laughs) but um for the most part like they just don't take games like all that seriously so how can we like take our sport in the same mentality of like being in it, going after it, but also like being able to laugh at ourselves and laugh at our mistakes. Speaking of that, that was the next one. They laugh a lot. I was doing a little bit of research today because I, I read that children laugh like three to 400 times a day, which means they would have to laugh like every two minutes that they're awake which I found out like that's actually not true. <laughs> so don't worry, like we're not that. And, and apparently like adults laugh like, I forget what it was, like seven to 15 times a day, which I actually thought that was kind of a lot. But all that to say, um, children laugh a lot. And when we all know, like when we laugh, good things happen, right? Like releases endorphins, um, it releases stress, like, all these good things happen inside of us um, physiologically when we laugh. So the more you can laugh throughout the day, the better off you are. So um, one kind of fun thing that I do this with my kids all the time, just to try to like make the day really lighthearted and make it more fun and make us laugh a lot, is like I just start talking in like a Russian accent. I don't even know if it's a Russian accent. It's some kind of accent. It's it's unique. Maybe there's no place on earth where people actually sound like this. But I'll just start talking with an accent like this and just with the simple goal of like just trying to make my kids laugh. Just trying to bring some lightheartedness to our house and I think that's really important like as we prepare for races and as we're heading out on that bus to races to actually like watch like funny like comedians or you know talk to people who make you laugh hang out with people who make you laugh like try and laugh a lot because that really releases pressure it feels like a pressure valve that is popping when you laugh so um really encourage you guys laugh as much as you can throughout your day 
All right, next thing about children is they're teachable. Again, for the most part, for, it's, it's funny because for all these, it's kind of like, yeah, I can see it, but I can also not see it. You know, like kids have their moments, right? But for the most part, like kids are so curious about the world, they want to know how everything works, right? And whatever mom and dad tells them is like what they end up believing. So, um, you know, that's inspiring from a, like a faith component like I was talking about earlier but also from an athletic component where like we're just always trying to learn always trying to grow and obviously you know not just taking everyone's word for everything like we want to test it and make sure that um, it's true and maybe try it out and see if it works for us and if it doesn't then we you know move on and try something else out Um, but for the most part kids are teachable and i think that's something we can really take away from them uh, number nine, we just got a couple more here, guys. Uh, they believe, so they believe in Santa Claus. They can believe they do anything. They believe their dad is Superman. You know, like kids are really good at believing, and also too, like believing what's possible for them. Like one day I'm gonna be the president of the United States, or one day I'm gonna be a fireman, or whatever it is. You know, like they believe they can do anything. And how powerful would that be for us to cultivate that same belief now as adults looking at what we're trying to achieve on the track or on the roads? All right, next one. Uh, kids tend to be pretty intuitive. You know, they sleep when they're tired. They eat when they're hungry. Um, they don't always have the best self-control about what they're eating. They usually want the sweetest, most unhealthy thing out there. But <laughs> my point with this one is, that they listen to their body, you know, like they're really good at, like I said, when they're tired, they sleep. When they're hungry, they eat. And I think we can learn from that. Sometimes we get really regimented about things and there's a time and place for that. But there's also uh, something to be said for throwing that out sometimes and just being like, I'm just going to listen to my body. And if I ate all my calories and I'm still hungry, I'm still going to, I'm going to eat because I'm going to listen to my body. All right, uh, next one is kids play a lot, obviously. Um, But like, so how can we do that today with our training? Like, can we turn our training into play? Like, how can we make this fun? Do we need to change up who we're training with or the atmosphere that we're working out in or the workouts that we're doing? Or what, what is it? Like, how can I, again, going back to how can I make this fun? Really, really important that, that that's something that's always on our mind as athletes. Uh, next thing is they have good imaginations. So this one is kind of thinking about like visualization, you know, the interesting thing about visualization is when you visualize your mind stores that thought or memory, I don't know if you can't really call it memory because it didn't actually happen, but it stores it the same as if it did actually happen. So you know how like we say like people who have maybe achieved something, like it's easier for them to achieve that again because they've done it once before. So it's kind of like they've been there before and now it's easier to get back. But actually when we visualize, we're doing that same exact thing because our body doesn't know the difference between an actual memory and a visualization exercise. So those get stored the same. So visualization just so, so powerful. And I think about kids and how good they are at imagining things, you know? So I think visualizing while we're out training, while we're doing those hard workouts, is a great time to kind of return to our imaginations that once used to be so active and so vivid and just so ongoing, right? Like all the time we were imagining things. And now we get a chance to return to that in our training through visualization. All right, next one. Uh, They aren't driven by performance, but rather uh, the good sensation. You know, oftentimes it's like kids, like I'm thinking about kids like playing in a jungle gym, for example, and they aren't like 
trying to, well, I don't know, I guess they might play some games where they're competitive with their buddies or whatnot. But for the most part, like they're just out like swinging on the swing or going on those little things that go around circles super fast just because they love the feeling of going around super fast in circles and getting sick. Like they're just doing things that feel good, right? And so they're not driven by performance they're just driven but they just want to feel good and so same thing with our running like can we sometimes step away from performance and just focus on the sensation kind of like i was talking about with running out on a single track trail sometimes and just just go back to that like forget about the watch forget about the splits forget about even your goals that you're trying to go after just like if you can you're in a place where you can just close your eyes and just be like I'm just going to soak in this sensation of moving my body through space and how good this feels. All right, last one. Uh, Kids cling and trust to their parents in hard times. So this is where, you know, like kids, you see this all the time, they get hurt, right? What do they do on the playground? They like run to their parents crying, holding their little elbow that's got a little scratch on it, right? Like that's what kids do. And so can we do the same thing? And I think we need to do this same thing still. Like even though we're adults and we're growing up, like when we are having a hard time in our training, when we have those bad workouts, when we get injured, when we fall short of our goals, like do we have someone that we can run to and just be like, this hurts, this hurts so bad. Like, I just need someone to give me some love right now and just to hear me, hear me cry, hear my pain, you know? Like, whether that's your spouse or a friend or your running partner or your coach, whoever that person, like, you just gotta have someone that when things get rough and things get hard, someone you go to. I think one of the worst things we can do, and especially, I think guys do this all the time. I know I have a tendency to do this. We tend to like isolate ourselves in pain, right? It's like, we just want, and that happens with kids sometimes too, right? You see the kid gets hurt on the playground and they don't have their trusted person to run to. And then they just like go over in a corner and they're just crying by themselves. And that's like, the saddest thing to see, right? Like your heart just breaks when you see that kid out on the corner crying by himself or herself. And so really important that you know who your person is, that you can run to in hard times, that can just be with you through your pain. Because as we've talked about before in this podcast, like there's gonna be hard times, right? Like we go all go through them, whether it's injury or sickness or, or broken dreams. Like this is a part of us developing our potential to its maximum and so to get through those moments we got to have those people we can cling to like kids have with their parents all right so that's what i wanted to talk about for the most part um again my goal today guys is just to simply stir up this idea this thought of like for you to, as you're going throughout your week this week as you're going on your runs whatever if you have races this week that you might think about how would I do this if I was five years old? <laughs> Just kind of a funny visual to think of, but I think super powerful and kind of releasing that pressure that we can feel, and especially on the starting line of races. Um, if we can just remember, remember what it's like to be a child. Remember how good it felt to play on that playground when nothing was hindering you, nothing was holding you back. Just from enjoying the simple sensation of being on that swing, going back and forth. Like, can we get back to that in our training, in our racing, where it's just all about the beautiful sensation of moving our body through space? 
So that's all I got for today, guys. Uh, excited for next week. Tune in. I will be chatting with Sarah as she is in her final week before the Olympic trials. I'll probably, I released all these on Friday for the most part. I'll probably release that one a little bit early because I'll record it early because I'll be in Atlanta and it's going to be crazy crazy time so um uh, anyways happy training to all you guys and look forward to chatting with you guys next week